Welcome to Heart of the Enneagram. I'm Chris Copeland. And I'm Sandra Smith. And we invite you to take a courageous and loving look at what is. see folks, you know, judging or when I judge, it's because I haven't welcomed that peace home in me. And they say, as above, so below. And so my reactivity says more about me than it does the one I'm reacting to. Welcome back to Asheville. Thanks, Sandra. It's so good to be back with you. Yeah, it's been a while. It has, but we are back together to uh, record this episode 11 in our third season together. Right, and the concluding episode, we've been so fortunate to have such great guests. We've had amazing guests in relationships with each other. We've had work relationships and intimate relationships and friendships and even family. And we've heard some amazing stories as people have talked about their different types. I've even heard of some of our guests getting phone calls, thanking them for being so honest on this podcast and offering strategies for being in relationship. That's great. And it's one of the things I've appreciated so much about um, what our guests offered is that more often than not, they offered strategies for continuing to grow in that relationship, no matter if it was intimate or workplace. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking back, Sandra, to um, the episode where we had Dee and Pat uh, talking about their relationship and, and what a sacred and, and powerful conversation. 25 years together and over the years growing to understand themselves first and then each other and offering such grace and giving us some of the strategies that they use to hear each other more deeply. Um, I'm struck particularly by the, um, the talking piece Yes. And the, the sh when each person, you know, I've heard that people have a talking stick and that kind of tradition, but as each person in the relationship holds the talking piece, that's an opportunity for them to speak and then to the other just to get radical presence and listening. You know, we, we have known about that for groups and circles when they gather, but for a couple to do that was just powerful. So much so. Mm -hmm. What about Tamara and Jeff? What, did, what about oh, that episode? Oh, I just love that episode. Both were just so honest. And, you know, it was fun because we were three body types and you were a heart type and of course probably listeners realize we were all tearing up at the end and we were holding hands we just became so <laughs> vulnerable and so tender and I'll never forget it it was I do remember so much being moved I think part of why I got moved is actually I wasn't the first one to come to tears mm. I think Jeff and Tamara actually as they were speaking yes. of the beauty of their relationship and of course I got a little moved by that. <laughs> yes, I did too. We all just were so touched. I know a lot of listeners who, who shared with me how touching it was for them. Yeah. Yeah, and they too had their particular strategies. I'm remembering um, naming something for each other to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, Jeff talking about being touched. We had this idea yes. of you know, being touched brings him back to the presence, yes. and you helped bring that out. That was so powerful to me. That story about his dog, and they just say touch, and she returns. Yep. Yeah, it was a powerful moment. It was. And then in our uh, previous episode, number 10, with Bill and Neil, 
uh, a workplace relationship, they articulated so well the understanding of the other's type and how to work with that in a working relationship so that they together really led the team well. Absolutely. I remember Neil talking about some strategies he engaged with in order to support Bill, like not interrupting him, for example, or coming in with clear agenda. Yes. Neil said he would come into Bill's office and say, this will take three minutes or this will take 30, but it gave the five, Bill the five, parameters, and so he could relax and trust Neil in that. Yeah. You know, the Enneagram, Sandra, is such a gift in relationships because it helps us notice our patterns and then really help us uh, begin to choose differently. Chris, the Enneagram so comes alive in relationships, whether intimate or in the workplace. And we wish we had been able to have all types in relationship with all types, but the series would have been far too long. But we did represent each type twice in these uh, 10 episodes. We do recommend to our listeners Helen Palmer's book, The Enneagram in Love and Work. In the back of this book, Helen has a relationship directory where we can read about every type in relationship with the others, whether at work or at home. It's an excellent book to have. So, you know, Sandra, um, we we have now, this is the end of our third season, which uh, it's remarkable to me that um, we have come this far. When we first started this endeavor, we didn't know how long it was going to go or how many episodes we might do. But here we are at really our 33rd episode. Wow. It's, it is remarkable. And Chris, we just looked at the metrics of this podcast and we have over... 85,000 downloads, and it's November 2018. And how many countries did you say we're listening? More than 80 countries we've had people download and listen to this podcast. So its impact has been broad across the world, and I think also deep. It's a great resource for all of us, whether we teach or not, but anyone who wants to take a deeper understanding of themselves. um, Folks have shared so honestly and it just brings us back to our own humanity. Mm-hmm. When we share at that level, we're in it together. No matter how we see things, you know, and in its essence, I think this Enneagram offers us an entry point into celebrating diversity in that we have nine unique, diverse perspectives. Right. And when I learn that who I am, then I know you're not me because I get the lens through which I'm seeing the world through, and you have a different lens, Chris. Mm -hmm. You see it through the four lens. I see it through the eight lens. That's our starting point. And now our work is to open that lens so that we take in more of reality. But it's so fabulous that now we understand there are nine ways to take in information and to see the world. You know, in a time when... um there is feels like a great deal of division and polarization um, among people and cultures. Um, it's it is a, an amazing gift that the Enneagram offers for us to open ourselves to be able to see and to understand and have compassion for those nine different perspectives. And knowing we have a little bit of all nine within us. Yes. So the more I can accept myself and grow more whole the less projecting I will do onto others and can celebrate others because I can accept and celebrate all of who I am. And it's very true when we see folks, you know, judging or when I judge, it's because I haven't welcomed that peace home in me. Mm -hmm. And they say, as above, so below. 
And so my reactivity says more about me than it does the one I'm reacting to. Yeah, it's so hard to remember that sometimes. And this is, this is why we do this, is to help us remember that, oh, when I get triggered, when I get hooked by that interaction, that that's really mostly about me. I mean, there's mm -hmm. certainly, I'm in relationships, certainly, as we talk about, it takes two to tango, of mm -hmm. course. But, but really, the curiosity can go inward. What, why did I get triggered? What's that in me, that part of me that I haven't yet loved or integrated or had compassion for? Yes. And Chris, you know, we, it does feel like we are in tumultuous times with many divisions. And if I can heal the divisions within myself, then just maybe those divisions externally will begin to heal. Yes. This work we do is transformative, not only for us as individuals, but for the world. Yes. And I'm honored to be on this journey with you. And I'm so grateful to know the Enneagram system and to continue to learn about it. Me too. It's never ending. We're always learning, Sandra. We're always learning. <laughs> yes. Sandra, um, one of the things I've heard from people as we've talked to fo folks who've been listening to this podcast is how much they appreciate the quality of what we've created. And you know, we just couldn't have done it without the help of one special person. Eric Merle, who has been our editing guru out of New Orleans, happens to be in Asheville today and is with us, and we just want to thank you personally, Eric, for all that you, all the ways you've had our back in this editing process, and and the quality of the sound, as Chris just said, has just been exceptional. Yeah, and Eric, we we really could not have been as successful in this work without you. So we want to say thanks. It's a treat for me, especially because getting to work with you guys has been just phenomenal experience for me. So Eric, uh, any thoughts or reflections on, we've been working together now for um, really over a year mm -hmm. on this and, and we're at almost 33 episodes. So uh, again, thank you. But any reflections you have about what it's been like for you to work on this project? Yeah. Um, I, I find tremendous um, validation in the discussions that you guys have and um hearing uh, folks share uh, th the work that they've done for themselves and um, and how Enneagram seems to allow a greater understanding and compassion toward their partner or someone they're working with or whomever um, to bring greater clarity to understand just what it is that makes the other tick. Mm. Mm -hmm. And actually, way more important is what makes yourself tick. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, thank you. Because uh, I think um, this world is like turned on its ear right now. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it's good. we've got a rough ride ahead of us. So um, anything that allows for encouraging communication and conversation, mm -hmm. um, mm. it's there's salvation in that, I think. Mm -hmm. And then to understand what it is that the other is speaking about mm. with greater clarity, I think will help all of us be able to uh, be more compassionate toward the other. Mm. Mm. So thank you for your work, the insights that you bring and, and the, and the ability for formulating um, 
the connection between the Enneagram and making it much more clear and, and uh, digestible for folks mm. is outrageous. So thanks. <laughs> outrageous. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Thank Eric. You. you know, as we come to the, the conclusion of season three, Sandra, uh, we always, you and I sit and talk about what we want to do next. And we've had so much fun and we've learned so much that we're always wanting to do more. And so we're looking ahead to the possibility of a new season. And we're tickled about this next uh, season. We want to do a season around the myths of the Enneagram. Myths and questions. So we're inviting our listeners to submit questions through our website that we can consider and possibly um, focus on on particular episodes in this next series. So if you have a question that you'd like for us to consider, you can record your message on your voice memo on your phone and email it to us at questions at heartoftheenneagram.com, and we'll get your voice memo, and hopefully we'll be in a future episode. For those who don't have voice memo on their phone, if you want to submit your questions just by writing an email, you can do that as well. But we really love to hear your voice, so we encourage you to do that. So as we close, we're going to read a quote by Dana Falls. It's called The Witness. When I can be the witness, all manner of miracles occur. Old wounds heal. The past reveals itself to be released. Present dramas play themselves out without sinking emotional talons into my soft skin. The witness welcomes truth and dares to meet reality on its own terms. It is the ground in which the seeds of transformation take root and finally flower. When the witness is awake, the lake of the mind is still, and in that mirrored surface, I see my own true face as spirit smiling back at me. And so with heartfelt gratitude, I'm Chris. And I'm Sandra. And we invite you to continue to look courageously and lovingly at what is. We want to thank all who've made this podcast a reality, including Wake Forest University School of Divinity, for their financial and institutional support. For Sally Ann Morris, who composed our theme music, and for Toby Becker, who provided graphic design. Thanks to Eric Merle for his editing expertise, to Tom and Lynn Berner, who provided recording space, and to the narrative Enneagram and our mentors, Helen Palmer and Dr. David Daniels, its founders. And special thanks to all of our guests. We offer this podcast as a free resource for personal and spiritual growth. And in order to continue this work, we need your support. Please visit our website, heartoftheenneagram.com, to make a contribution and to purchase our companion book. In the days that lie ahead, may your mind be curious, your heart courageous, and your presence compassionate.